0: You have such a great story, right? From where you started to where you've come, everything that's happened in between, everything that led to you you know being here in the first place. And okay. you've already been very forthcoming and sharing that with all the people in your life. Yes. I can inspire them to do the same. And so I want to do the same for not only those same people who may see this and, and really get the full thing laid out instead of just little snippets of what's going on, but also for anyone else who might not be in your immediate world to see what's going on.
1: Absolutely, I don't know everybody.
0: (laughs) Not yet. Hi there, Coach Alex here from A-Team Fitness. Thanks for listening, as I share incredible transformation stories directly from the source themselves, the individuals doing the work and seeing the results. We'll take a behind the curtain peek at the mental and physical changes that make for amazing transformations. I'm glad you're here. And after the episode, I hope you feel empowered to begin making some transformative changes of your own. Let's dive in. So what I wanna start with, I wanna start with the origin story of Suzanne. I wanna start with Kind of setting that twofold. One, setting the stage for who you are, just first and foremost, right? Someone who doesn't know you who's watching this is going to be like, who's this lady? Um, They might also be like, who's this dude? And why are they talking to each other? (laughs) So a a little bit of like, just like general information about who you are, but also kind of what I want you to do is take us through, lead us up to the point where you and I first meet, like, get us up to that point.
1: Okay, so for me personally, I am a divorced six years single mom, own my own business, own my own home, out in the middle of nowhere, and that's going to be an important point. Um, growing up, food was kind of the answer for everything, um, especially emotionally, and I was always a little, as my mom referred to me, as chunky when I was little. It carried with me through all my school years and everything. And then once I finally got out of school in the real world, started to talk to other people about wanting to lose weight. And I got some good points and I got some bad points. In my early 20s, I first did my first round of losing weight. Um, and then from there my weight went up and down. Um, a couple other times I've lost weight was before I was trying to conceive our children and trying to be in healthy. Um went back up after having kids. At, and then my my son was born, my second child, and I lost all the weight after that, only over for the years for it to come back. Now, around COVID. Things really just went haywire, and I had some negative influences around me that were just making everything worse, and I got up to a weight that I had never seen before, and you and I had actually met a little bit before that when you introduced yourself, and we were doing the fasting. We had tried the the fasting. and from that point, we started the program, and then I had a little bit of a health snafu um went to the hospital for something that was relatively minor. But what really did it for me was they finally put me on blood pressure pills. And I knew that this was time. I weigh more than I ever thought I was going to. I'm on blood pressure pills. I've got to be here for my kids. How can I continue to live raising my kids, taking care of this house, running my business if my health is going down the tubes? That's, uh, I believe it was 2021. And we... We, you and I, and I took bull by the horns. I was like, this is it. I've got to do something. And we're coming up in our year and I am down 80 pounds and I have 10 more pounds to go. And I will do it one way or another.
0: Amazing. There's so much to unpack there. And so I yes. want to I, I go, go back a little bit. And because it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you struggled most of your life maintaining your weight kind of riding the roller coaster up and down of, of the different diets, but it's because you were successful at different points. I have to imagine you found some things that worked at, at for a period of time.
1: Right. Um, a couple of the programs have been proven to work and they do, and they're relatively healthy and I would not dog them in the least. Along the way you hear a lot of bad advice. Um, and starting way over from when you're young and, and your health first enters your mind, you get, um, if you just don't eat, you're going to lose weight. Well, of course you're going to lose weight. You're starving yourself. Um, and then you get the fad diets, the low carb, the low fat, the low this, the low that. And, and, and as we're probably going to discuss, uh, you cut anything out and yeah, you're going to lose weight. Um, and along the ways, yeah, I found the healthier way to do it. And I think that one of the most important things for me was finding the right way, the simple way to do it. Really, there is only one way to do it. And those pills, those programs, those fads, they just they don't work. And if there was a quick and simple to it, I would have found it a long time ago. But there simply is not. there just isn't.
0: Yeah. So, you know, cause a lot of people are in a very similar situation where they try cause fitness marketers are very good at what they do. They're slimy, but they're very good marketers. And so mm-hmm. there's always that new program. There's always that one secret you're missing. There's always that next thing, that next big thing. Yes. So, so it's easy for someone in that position to constantly be progressing along with kind of the wave of marketing of I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. At what point did you realize that you were stepping off of that ride and you were going to stop going from one thing to the next and you were going to do the simple thing?
1: Um, it kind of goes in a cycle for me or throughout my life where I tried the fat, I tried this pill, I tried the this, I tried the that, and it still came back to you got to watch what you eat and you need to exercise, and then I go through the cycle again where I take off the weight and then it gradually comes back on. And I, I know I want to lose weight, but doing it there's work involved and we're all looking for the not work involved progress. So I went through the same thing. What is currently going on out there right now to see if I can't bypass the diet and the exercise level through all of them again. And I wind up at diet and exercise every single time i think i did one um where you were supposed to eat or drink aloe vera oh, yep that was that was so gross and i knew it i knew my brain knew that doesn't work but i was hoping against hope that that would be the one it would just be so easy and it didn't work so yeah
0: and, Here you are rocking it out. And I think it's important to note too, which you might agree with. Obviously, I wish that you and I connected long ago before you hit a lot of those fad diets. I was have got you to this point a lot, lot sooner. But, and a lot of people in the boat of having traveled a similar path, myself included before I got in shape too of the next fad diet, the next thing is after a while, we start to get discouraged and maybe feel like it's something about us that's wrong. Mm-hmm. and not the diet itself.
1: Right. Right.
0: But would you, would you say that to put a silver lining on all of your past experience with the different diets and seeing them not work as much mm-hmm. as it sucked in the moment. Now, as you said, kind of bringing you back to the basics of diet and exercise and the sustainable method reinforces the fact that nothing else out there is going to work. It, it's just right? not
1: going to work. It's just not going to work. And all of those bad diets, have the answer hidden within them within a very big price tag. Yeah. It's diet, it's exercise, but for 59.95 a month, we add a supplement, but that's what do it. No, that's not what does it. That's just simply not what does it. Um, cause the diet, the diets that they include a lot with those plans are so restrictive and that's where you fail.
0: Yeah. No. So, so having, having lived on yeah. both sides of the line, Mm-hmm feel like the question just escaped me. It was a good one too. It's going to come. What back. was that? I feel like the question I was going to ask you escaped me. And and, and I want to, it was such a good question. Um, Maybe it'll come back to me. It'll, it'll come back to you. Come back to it'll come back to you. There was something else that you said in, in your kind of intro that really struck me. And I want to ask you a question about, and, and it comes down to being a single mother. Mm-hmm. That presents a whole different array of challenges when it comes to investing in your. Oh, we can talk challenges. So I just want to know, particularly as as a mother and as a single mother, I know one of the common, when I work with similar individuals with those roles, one of the common... Concerns or challenges or roadblocks is this feeling of guilt of taking time away from your children or oh, yes. children to invest into your fitness something that feels selfish?
1: Right, and that is really common, especially for moms, because as women, as moms, we are told that that you now become last. You you have this kid that is your focus, one hundred percent, and to do anything less than that is selfish but you also cannot pour from an empty cup. You can't, you've got to take care of yourself. My thought always was what's going to happen if for whatever reason, I'm no longer here. And I may have thought that, but it actually took a while for that to actually sink in. Um, It actually took a couple of life's tragedies to actually see what happens when mom is no longer around. Um, And there's, there's no reason to feel guilty. There just isn't, you've got to take care of yourself. Um, both in your eating and your exercise and time away, quiet time. And that is very difficult to achieve with, with the youngins, the babies, the toddlers, but it's gotta be done for sure.
0: It, would you say that your relationship and your interactions with your kids have changed now towards this part in your health journey from where you first began?
1: It's interesting that you asked that because It's something I do want to touch on inspiring people. My daughter within the last few days has gone, mom, I think I need to start watching what I eat. I said, okay. And that's all I said. And she started asking the questions. I let her come to me with her questions instead of you need to do this and you need to do that. Um, my son has become more conscious of what he's eating and he wants to get in more exercise and whatnot. Um, And they know now, but my kids are older that when mom needs her 40 minutes or whatever cardio workout, that's my time. I'll be right back with you. You know, I think they are starting to understand that.
0: That's their time to raid the kitchen.
1: With the younger kids, it's a challenge. It is a challenge and and, um, it poses more challenge because they want to be right there next to you. And they're also eating things you know, you never thought you'd be feeding your kids like uh, chicken nuggets and ma- macaroni, but that's, a, that's all they'll eat. And then they have leftovers and you don't want the food to go to waste and you're nibbling up so you're not wasting food. There's a lot of, yeah, that goes into being a mom of both younger and older kids.
0: Absolutely. You touched on something really important, which is when, when parents of young children come to me and they notice that their kid has um, maybe starting to gain a little bit of weight or starting to show signs, particularly in adolescence, they start to show signs of being unhappy with their body and with their. Mm-hmm. Body. And I've had parents come to me and ask for what training options are available or how they can get some help. And, the, for kids that are young, the advice I give to anyone who reaches out to me is the most important thing is not that they get training is that they have a good example. Example. Yes. And that sounds like exactly what you've done is you've created such an example. Right. And now
1: what you don't want to do is pressure them or nag them to get healthier. You don't want to give them the negative cognition that there might be something wrong with them because we need to love our bodies no matter what they look like, you know, the body shaming and whatnot. Um, But you also need to guide them away that they need to be healthier. Um, And... I knew for a while that my daughter was, she was, she was in marching band and it's down for the year. So there kind of went her, her physical activity. And with that comes the winter and the pounds are coming on. And I knew she noticed. And when she was ready, she came to me and she said, what can I do? And actually it wasn't what she could do. It was was what she could take out of her diet that kind of snuck in over these winter months. That's what we've been focusing on. The little things first.
0: And what's so amazing about that is through your own journey of, again, circling back to diet and exercise, the sustainable stuff, the realistic Mm. stuff. Now, Mm. as you set that good example, and as your children turn to you for advice on what they should be doing, you can be confident that you're giving them the best advice. And it's not putting them on the beginning of their journey of fad diet to fad diet. Right. Right.
1: And now that my daughter, she's 17, she's a little bit older. We can talk about eating in a way that she is a little bit more complicated than what it was before. Not just this is good. This is bad. This is why it's good. is isn't necessarily bad. You just can't have as much of it. Now, my son is 13 and he's just a Hoover vacuum right now with the food. So we've got to control what it is that he's eating. He's at that age where just, he's he's hungry all the time. So we've got to make sure what he has access to is good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that raises a good point about environment. And I know for you, it's very, you know, obviously the food environment at home is a big part of it, what you're stocking the house with in groceries, but it's particularly in your case, because you are what I would call a social butterfly. The social Mm -hmm. environment that you're in plays a big role too. Yes.
1: In fact, I just went out last night. And one of the things that we have talked about that has become so second nature now is checking out the menu before I go to a restaurant and I had it all picked out. And if I'm going to have alcoholic drinks at the, we'll talk about those. I'm sure, um, the Roman diet, uh, something like that. Um, when I have social events at my house, I have my home plates, food. The one that I know that I can munch on, it's relatively safe. I can go to it. Um, I have a couple other friends who are on their own journeys and they know to bring something that, you know, we can all share or modify the recipe so that it's a little bit more healthier. Um, while everybody else is having their wines and their beers, we have maybe the Trulies and the, the uh, clear apples that are lowering calories to have so that there's something safe, because that is where you can really fall off your whole plan. Yeah. Yes.
0: The, the, you're right. There's a lot that I wanna, I wanna touch on in that. And before I do so, I wanna ask you this next question, which is, what are, you know, you mentioned you're down, you know, I think you said 80 pounds, right? 80. 80 mm-hmm. pounds. What are some of the biggest changes that you've noticed in yourself? in that journey of 80 pounds.
1: I can tell you, well, let, let me tell you something that I haven't changed that my son actually called me out on. Um, I am having a hard time accepting what I look like now. I I, don't, I still don't see it yet. Um, and my son goes, mom, you, you never let your clothes touch you. And I'm like, you're right. Because I was still very self-conscious of that. Um, My work shirts are huge. So I'm actually trying to buy clothes that fit, <laughs> which I'm so used to buying at one size and I'm having very difficult time buying a, a medium or, or whatever. Um, So that is one that I'm still actually working on. Okay. And I was just talking to a couple of my friends who are also on their journey. And we we were like, did you notice the other day when you put your shoes on, you could breathe (laughs) that you could reach your laces and your shoes Um, that you can bend over, that you can reach things that you can move in ways that you couldn't before just out of the blue. And we're like, wow, yeah, that's right. Um, I normally wear rings. I can't wear my rings. They're all ginormous on my hands now. Um, and you, you notice that I talk with my hands a lot. They're going to go flying. So, um, and even my feet have changed in in, in size. Um, now, it's, it's changed my attitude a little bit too. I, you think I'm a social butterfly now? And I am. I have always have been, but I've been coming out of my shell even that much more. Um, because when you're heavy, you don't want anybody to really look at you, I guess you could say, or I didn't. Mm. Um, and it's not that I'm out there like a showgirl or anything, but I feel more confident in myself yeah. around my customers too, because I would feel that uh, they were judging me and they're, they're not, they're not judging me, my God, you know? Um, but that's the way that you feel that everybody is looking at you.
0: It, you know, it reminds me of the, you just posted yesterday or the other day on Facebook, you posted a picture of yourself going out.
1: Oh, that was yesterday. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How, how did that feel to actually like get dressed up, go out? Or how is that different now? I should ask, how is it different now dressing up, going out than it was?
1: It's, it's, it's actually really nice because, um, I'm wearing something other than, than great big giant sweatshirts and jeans um not necessarily that i want to show myself off but just now i i feel as though the clothes in this size are more fun versus when you're heavier and they really really don't make dressing like that fun or i didn't want to show myself off at all you know and honestly i get a lot of compliments and that's great but what I do. When I get those compliments, thank you. And if you want to come with me on my journey, I'll, t- I'll get you started.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the, the part about not wanting you to close touch you. It, it takes me back to when I was overweight. Cause for the longest time I had terrible posture. And the reason is because I would lean forward so that my shirt wouldn't wouldn't fall on down. my stomach. It right. would fall flat down. Mm-hmm. And, um, fortunately i've worked on it and my posture is a lot better now but sometimes particularly when i'm in a rush i can still see that like
1: Mm -hmm. oh absolutely i i um i rarely it's just been recently that i buy shirts that fit my sweatshirts for work are probably about two or three sizes too big (laughs) because i didn't want them to touch me and i don't want skin tight per se just um you know more form fitting if you will
0: yeah yes. and and that's yeah. a that's a a point that a lot of people who are self conscious about their body despise absolutely hate shopping for themselves i
1: hate it i hate it I hate it I can't even tell you the last time I've been to a mall um they don't there's obviously no malls around me I hate going to the store what I will do is take my best shot on Amazon and hope for the best because it just always been the worst experience for me. Yeah. It's such a, it, it was such a downer and it shouldn't be though, because you should love the way you look no matter how you look. But if you don't love the way you look, trying to shop for clothes is a nightmare. It's just a nightmare.
0: Absolutely. You live in a smaller town where there's what people in like me who live in Ann Arbor, which is, you know, not a huge metropolitan area, but there's, you know, I got six grocery stores within 10 minutes of me. That presents its own unique challenges for somebody who wants to get on a health journey, the lack of access to, to affordable gyms or even any gyms, the lack of access to good, healthy foods via grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And yet you, over this time, with the amount of success that you've had, have found some creative ways and some solutions to operate mm-hmm. within those limitations. Tell us a little bit about what that's been Okay. Like.
1: So actually, yes. That has been quite the interesting challenge. I live out in the middle of nowhere, literally. You have no reason to come here unless you live here. And a lot of people think that that's great because you have all this room to exercise. Or I'm living in the middle of farm fields. We should just be overflowing with produce. And that is not how it works. Um, Challenge number one, I miss sidewalks. Like like you have no idea. I, I live on a dirt road and I didn't even realize how much I would miss them until they're gone. I don't and I don't allow my kids to walk in the dirt roads. There's no way people fly up and down those. Um so because I don't do that, or I, I will go for a walk, but just by myself. Um I have a treadmill at home. Or I can walk my property, literally. Before, remember before I had my treadmill, I was walking my property. And I do that, but you can't do that in the winter and you really can't do that in the spring because you're just going to sink right down in, into the dirt. Um, so I walked in my basement. I have an open basement and I would walk rat, laps in my basement. Um, just today, I walked laps around my furniture after my aerobic step workout to cool down. You have to find your solution. I don't live... Buy a Meyers, and I would love to live by a Meyers. I live by small family run grocery stores, and they're actually pretty good. There's a saying around my house it's a half an hour to everything. It is. Do I want a big grocery store? Kroger's is a half hour away. The Myers is a half hour away. Another challenge with these family grocery stores is not just the selection, which they do their best, but the price is also a little higher than your main chains. Um, and it's not just a quick trip, even though my little family grocery stores, there's still a 10 minute drive away, 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's not that far, is it? It is when there's 12 inches of snow on the ground. (laughs) Um, so different things like that. There's no gym. And I do have one, let's say in Richmond, which is a half an hour away. I don't have the time every day in commute time, half an hour there, half, half an hour back. I simply don't have that with my job and whatnot. There are bigger gyms that are half hour 45 minutes away, and a lot of my friends like that. They like to go to the gym. They need that gym environment, that social uh, aspect of it. And that works for them. That does not work for me. So I'm building up my own little gym, and I posted a picture. It's a little chair in the corner. You could do lots with that little chair. My resistance band, my various weights, um, my yoga mat. So as I go along and my workouts are changing, I go and get new weights or I go and get something else that I need. Um, but yeah, it's you. when you find your challenges, you've got to work past them, not let them become an
0: excuse. Yeah. Now, with, with, you know, with home with home workouts, some people find that like yourself, it's more convenient. You don't have the time to commute to a gym. Other people find that a commercial gym settings better because when they're there, they have nothing to do but to exercise. Right. And I find that people who struggle with home workouts do so. And I think everyone who does home workouts to some degree is at home. There's a lot of distractions, especially for you. You work out of your home there's a lot of potential distractions that can not only prevent you from actually getting around to your workouts, even though the gym equipment's right there, but even pull you out of the middle of one Mm -hmm. doing it. How have you managed to protect that time for yourself?
1: Um, Well, you and I decided a long time ago when I'm on treadmill or whatever, doing my cardio, that stops that I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take your call later. What have now, during more strength, I can go do a rep here do a rep here, maybe send an email, take a phone call, whatever. I've had where a workout could take all day. And it doesn't matter if it takes all day. It's getting done. Um, and that's really what matters more. Do I get distracted all the time? My cat is in the bathroom right now, or she'd be walking across my computer. Um, <laughs> she's gotten on the treadmill belt and flown off the back. <laughs> you know? There's all kinds of stuff that can happen. But going to a gym for me is not going to happen. Yeah. This is the situation I have, and this is what I have to deal with. you know. And, and, and like the other situation I'm having where my treadmill is, is down for the count right now, I don't have an elliptical to go work on. So I've got to get creative. And now I'm using my aerobic step until my treadmill situation is yeah. taken care of.
0: Absolutely. And that's powerful because I think it's a good example of how a lot of the reasons that people might tell themselves why they can't work out is really just sod the that they've put up and it's right. easy out. Whereas right. oftentimes these obstacles can be overcome with a little bit of creativity mm-hmm. and a little bit of ingenuity. Mm-hmm. To figure out exactly how to do so. You mentioned the importance of essentially adaptability, right? If mm-hmm. you work out strength workout in particular, if it takes all day, it takes all day, but at least it gets done. Mm-hmm. And you can really tie that theme of adaptability to the eating too, with the family run grocery stores, the lower um, variety of selection. If you think to like a lot of the fad diets, like the paleo, which is like super wholesome, no processed foods, no packaged foods, or any of those diets that have a lot more restrictions in an area like yours, just logistically, it might be impossible Mm -hmm. to stick to those recommendations. And so I feel like or rather, let me ask you, how has the ability to have that flexibility in your, in your nutrition in terms of what you can select? How has that helped you?
1: Um, you definitely have to be adaptable right now. There's a, we're going through that phase where there's not a lot of fruits, not a lot of vegetables. Do I live on farmland? Yes. It doesn't mean it's growing right now. Um, I, But in my area, I have a lot of meat farms, so I can get access to a lot of different cuts of beef and whatnot. But for my little family grocery stores is where I stock up on the staples, um, my things that I'm going to eat every day. Now, when I uh, need more variety, I make a trip out of it, go to Kroger's, and that's where I get my things to sustain the shelf for a little bit longer i go get my produce from my little stores i go get my pantry stuff from kroger you kind of make it uh, um like a system out of it yeah um and then when you're at the bigger grocery stores you take some time and really look at the shelves and that's where you can add in some variety so staples and produce from the little stores the bigger shopping the pantry and specialty items. bigger
0: And you've really created a good system for yourself and to ensure you constantly have a good selection of healthy choices.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm definitely trying. And I am, I don't like beef. We've talked about that. It's not that I'm not unwilling to have beef. It's um, I just prefer not. Um, So I've gotten into different things like tofu, which most people would turn their nose off at. It's really a versatile product and it's very high in protein and it's very low in calories. Um, Trying to get away uh, from the pastas and whatnot, and we talked about the whole cauliflower thing. And I tried; it, it didn't work. But the thing is, is you have to be willing to try. You have to be willing to try and think outside of that typical box
0: yeah. that you normally wouldn't. I think you're right. Having an open mind, right, right. for, for right. not only like you're saying the foods that you're choosing, but also how to overcome those workout obstacles, how to find time for this stuff, like this. Right. Into it, it, exactly. it all, absolutely. Well, in thinking of workouts and, you know, I asked you a little bit ago, what are some of the big changes you've noticed? One thing that you recently have taken up is boxing, boxing class. Yeah.
1: You have to keep your workouts exciting to stay engaged with them, to keep going. And that also is something else that we need to talk about. Perhaps you have to change things up. So your body will continue to uh, lose weight and gain the right muscle. So, um, my background on boxing, I was never interested in it, um, until I saw a TikTok video and this girl, a girl knocked, she's like, let me show you how to throw a punch. And she knocked this mannequin into the other room. I'm going to do that. that." So again, around here, I don't have a lot of gyms, but I found this little gym up in K-Pack where the guy's just starting. In martial arts and MMA and boxing. And I said, do you do boxing for women? He said, heck yeah. And I got up there, best workout ever. And not only is it a workout, but I'm learning the skill, the technique, possibly a self-defense. My son joined, uh, he loves it. And we've got a heavy bag on order for the basement and I cannot wait for that thing to come in. And it's so empowering to understand boxing because it's not just throwing your hands around. There's actual meaning behind those throws and techniques and, and just different things. Yeah. I love it. I wish I had started before.
0: And, and that reminds me, I don't know if you remember one of the earliest conversations we had after you tried your first boxing class was the excitement of not feeling held back by your health to try something like that,
1: right? Exactly.
0: And keep up.
1: Eight pounds ago, I don't think I could have done any of this. This is not, I would say, not a beginner's workout. You definitely got to be able to sustain uh, some pretty rigorous exercise. Um, but I wouldn't have tried it. Yeah. I wouldn't have even given it a thought. But now I feel like the whole world is opening up. And, and I can try anything and, and I want to,
0: and that is super empowering, right? Yes,
1: very much. So for sure.
0: That's so awesome. Um, you know, obviously with the, the eating, you, you mentioned coming back to diet and exercise, the more sustainable approach, being adaptable with your food selection and having a good system in place. We've talked about exercise and, and adapting your home workouts and now getting to a point where you're feeling empowered to explore all of the different activities that you have interest in because you don't feel held back by that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little bit about the ways in which your mindset just in general has changed.
1: Um, it has changed to be more open and positive. And actually that's a good question because I think one of the things that people don't want to start their journey is because looking at the biggest picture, it is utterly overwhelming. How am I going to get a workout in? They think they got to go to a big shiny gym. They think they got to get the kids little workout outfits or whatever. They have to have the best, best food. They, they, it's just overwhelming And now that it's broken down into its pieces, it's not that overwhelming. It's not that scary. It's doable. Um, And one of the things that you need to do if you're going to start your journey is to keep it simple. Not, you know, I've got to start yoga and Taibo and this and that and all that thing. That's not what it needs to be. You don't need to eat all organic, all completely clean food. You need to eat and understand what you're eating from your best resource that you have. You don't have to have the ultimate workout equipment at home. It can be secondhand. It can be something that you're borrowing from your neighbor um, just to get you started. And now that I kind of see that, it doesn't have to be utterly perfect all the time. Like the world is my oyster, which are full of protein. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that you know that's so awesome that you're that you're thinking about the this idea of perfection and you're right a lot of people if they're not going to be perfect they feel like it's, it's to try exactly why right right. right and you know it, it's it's interesting to think about how how much you've changed just in the language that you use when you're mm-hmm. taught from from when we first started to, to where you are now And throughout this, you know, throughout the time that you, that we've been working together, we've met our fair share of, of obstacles and challenges Mm -hmm. and some weeks that weren't great weeks that were, you know, we were riding the struggle bus. Right. How, and obviously you've, you've come out of the other side of that. You've overcome those obstacles and those challenges, but how have you kept your head on straight when you and, and this idea of it doesn't have to be perfect as long as you stay consistent and you keep it simple. When you faced your own failures in this journey this far, how have you managed to keep your head in the game?
1: Because tomorrow is another day. It simply is. The holidays, as we know, are a huge challenge. Yeah, maybe on a couple of days here or there, I went overboard, but tomorrow is another day and we start over. Just because on Thursday or whatever, I went over by a couple hundred, doesn't mean we have to go to the store and get a couple large pizzas and down them, because if we're going to screw up, we should just screw up big. You just stop what you're doing. Let's ride out the rest of the day. We start over tomorrow. Uh, Your treadmill breaks, you go get something else to do. And it's almost the same concept too, that I used when I quit smoking, I was not going to let those little paper sticks control me. I am not going to let those little calories control me. I'm in control of them. As hard as it may be on some days, I am in control of that. And the outcome is ultimately up to me. Now we're going through right now, another struggle. Seeing being stuck on the scale and we'll talk about the scale and other things that make us happy. Um, you know, could I give up and be like, you know what the hell with the 80 pounds is good enough? no. I said 90 pounds, and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> um, and what keeps me happy in those other times when maybe the scale is not moving, I'm seeing definition in my arms I've never seen before. Like these abs, Not that there's no six-pack going on, but I'm seeing lines that I've never seen before. And that's what keeps me going from one day to the next. I didn't lose a pound or two today, but look at those shoulders.
0: yes. Yes. I love it. You know, you mentioned ownership. You mentioned feeling in control. Mm-hmm. And, and I would wager in seeing your transformation that that it, from an attitude and a, and a mindset perspective is probably the biggest change that I see in you as you now walk and you go through life with a different sense of control. Because that's
1: what we really need. Um, you're in control of it. And you also have to be honest with yourself about it. Um, you're going to control what you eat and how often you work out. And those nibbles that you didn't log. Yeah, your log doesn't see them, but your body did. It doesn't not count calories. And you've got to own that. You really do. Um And actually that ties back into a question we first started with, with young kids. We can't clean up their plates, even though we really want to, we can't, it's okay to not be in the clean plate club. It's okay to throw it away. You know, we're in a very fortunate society that we are not struggling with hunger. We can throw the extra food away. Such great advice. Right. I was gonna say um, one of another challenge is in our society, we are surrounded by food. We are everything in our life in the American society is is all encompassing around food. You want to celebrate, we eat. You want to go see somebody, we eat. Dating world, we talked about that. We go get something to eat. Staying in control of that can be very difficult. You even just go to the gas station, you're surrounded by food. Everywhere you go, you're surrounded by food. And that was one of my big things was just, you know, I'm just going to grab that candy bar and, and I'll make it a couple more hours. Well, let's be honest. I just grabbed the candy bar because it was day good. Okay. wasn't that- <laughs> So um, do you really need to put on your blinders and focus and stay away from that stuff. You can just drive through a restaurant and order up a couple thousand calories in 10 seconds. And that's difficult.
0: Would you say that at this point in your journey, with all the changes you felt, the ability to... to as you said, the world is your protein filled oyster for activities that you can do. And, Uh and the way that you think about the newfound control that you have over yourself in your life and the changes and the understanding you have with nutrition. Do you find that constantly being surrounded by food is as challenging now as it might've been early on?
1: Early on, it was nightmare. It was a nightmare because that ability to just grab something was overwhelming now I can see past it it's there it's looking at me but I can see it and I can walk past it I'm in better control I have a huge sweet tooth it will drive me insane sometimes but that's what got me in trouble was was letting loose with that with just going hog wild with whatever I wanted because I had that sweet tooth um and in the end it wasn't worth it not worth it at all and and, have more control over that this time.
0: Absolutely. And the reason I'm wondering if it's easier now is particularly again, going back to social environments where oftentimes when we are being social around food, it's easy to change the, the main event of that to the food Mm -hmm. itself. And Mm -hmm. one thing that you and I have talked about in detail being a social butterfly is how do we change the main event of those things to the people that we're with and the activities and not the food. And so how have you managed to.
1: Okay. So there's two things I actually want to talk about there. Um, One thing that we've talked about is making the people, the, the conversation, the being with your friends, the focus versus the food in front of you. Um, Taking a second longer to say, do I really want pizza or is, I can just get away with the salad? Cause I'm here to eat, but not to have a whole pizza. You know, I'm here to nourish my body, not fatten it up. Am I going to remember the pizza or the salad the next day? No. So let's just go with the healthy thing and then we won't feel guilty. Um, one of the biggest things that has helped me socially is I have been open with what I'm trying to do, not pushy, open. Um, I don't expect anyone to join me. I don't necessarily push them. You're coming to my house. We're eating, you know, bib lettuce and that's all we're going to have tonight. No, we're coming to my house. You bring what you want. I will have what I want. Um, and, and we're all good to go. Um, and I don't, I don't, uh, get into anybody because they're eating the bacon wrap sausages, whatever. Go do your thing. I'm going to watch you. That looks good. But what I have done is I've been open with what I'm doing and I don't push. And then people discover what I'm doing and they're seeing my success and they're, they're, they're joining me. Or they're asking the questions or they're getting a better understanding or instead of, come on, just try it, just try it. My answer is going to be No. My answer is going to be no, and and that's just how it is. If I want to sneak a, a bite of this, that, or the other thing, I can but don't push it on me. Yeah. Um, going out last night, the group at the table, actually, I converted about five of them. <laughs> Not they, it was uh, five friends that actually had been watching me on Facebook, and they're with me. So if I can't beat them, they'll join me. I don't think that's the same, but that's kind <laughs> how it's going so um and 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 now that i kind of have a team there's no more discussion about it this isn't an issue anymore you
0: know and and that's an important point that i want to touch on but prior to that i want to commend you because one thing that you know as you have made this incredible transformation you are very open about sharing it with people because of how powerful and honestly that's why i got in coaching because i too felt the changes and it just feels like this overwhelming like it almost feels like you have the secret even though it's not really a secret and you want people Mm -hmm. to experience the the benefits i think a challenge particularly in fitness is it's easy for people to get pretentious with it and to put themselves above everyone else as they share what people should be doing or how they should be living their lives and so commending you because you've never done that. You've always, as you said, you're open about it, but never pushy. And you in doing so have inspired so many people. Because
1: I wish so long ago when my, my health journey had started in my younger years, that someone had just said, let me know when you're ready. Let me know what you need to do. I'll help you along. Not the, in my face, this is what you need to do. This is, you're doing it wrong. You know, you're going to screw up. No, let me know what you need to do. And when you're ready, we'll move forward. Um, being open with it. Um, no, people know that I'm struggling. It's okay to struggle with it. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. But they also see that I'm, I'm probably happier. And those friends that have lost their weight, they're so much happier too, you know? Um, and that makes me happy. You know, that 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 everybody's kind of, Relaxing about the whole thing. This isn't so bad, you know.
0: That's huge. huge. Now now you're someone who, going, you know, you mentioned recruiting friends to the start their journeys to a healthier lifestyle in a sustainable way. Important to mention that, but also having a team of people in your corner. And so I know you in particular have direct experience on both sides of the fence, having a team of people who are your supporters and are in your corner and people who are not supporters and not in your corner, whether explicitly or maybe more subconsciously, not giving you the support that makes this thing easier instead of more difficult. So uh, given those, the unique experience of having both of those insights, what would you say is important to keep in mind about having a support system?
1: I think that having your support system gives you more strength to go forward and you can relax a little bit more around them. That's for sure. Like I don't need to explain why I'm eating celery, and around those that are not supportive. I just don't discuss with them. Like if I go out to dinner with someone who's not on board with it, we're not going to talk about why I'm eating a salad. I just am. And that's how we're going to do things. Um, Or maybe they're pushing the food. That one still is a hard one for me because I'm a people pleaser. So maybe I take a little nibble or maybe, you know what, I'm good with it. You know, I'm still learning how to defend myself in that nature. Um, There's also, you have to know who you're up against if you're going to start discussing it because everybody's got an opinion. I was out with somebody maybe about six weeks ago and I said, you know, this is well into the conversation. I said, I'd lost 80 pounds and blah, blah, blah. Well, of course that person had their opinions and their advice and, and and everything. And I tried, I was very patient with them. And I said, I know, I know all that. Obviously I'm doing well. I've lost 80 pounds. So I changed the subject, you know, um, and that's pretty much how I've dealt with it. But people, uh, my big group of friends get it. They're on board with it. So it's not really an issue anymore.
0: And do you think you could have come this far in your journey without a support system? No,
1: not me personally. No. Not me personally. And I don't think I would have been able to sustain as long as I have without a support system. Um, some people can go off on their own, but I can't. I need, to, sometimes I need a, a reminder, a, a pick me up um, because my first, thing that I revert back to is that I'm a mom. I've got to come last, whatever happens and everything's got to come before me. So no, so I, I need some support. That's for sure.
0: And, and that's, you know, a lot of people when they're starting out, they feel like they have to do it alone. And so I think it's important for people right. to recognize that like needing support is okay. And it'll help you get further. in many times, what advice would you give to yourself three or four years ago?
1: Where was I three or four years ago? All right, three or four years ago specifically, I was in a really bad place. Um that was a couple of years after my divorce. I was probably in the worst place I had been in a very long time. Talk, I wasn't even first, my getting through the day was was my priority. And my advice to myself would have been, hold on, it gets better. And when your chance come around, take it and get yourself online. And that's uh, when I quit smoking. About then, that's when my business really, but my, I would say, stay focused 100% on your end goals.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you feel inspired by this story, please share it with a friend. If you'd like to book a free discovery call to talk with an A-Team coach, head to the episode description or visit us at A-TeamFit.com. That's A-T-E-A-M-F-I-T.com. We'll see you again soon.